Hey everyone, and welcome back to the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast, where we chat with industry experts on a range of different marketing topics. We discuss big things like SEO, content marketing, social media, but we also cover the smaller things and unique topics that often get missed on other shows too. For anyone new to the show, my name is Liam and I work at a UK-based company named Reach Interactive. We help businesses of all sizes to communicate with customers via SMS marketing. The show format is that I will quickly introduce our guest. We'll have roughly a 15-minute conversation about a marketing topic. And then for the final two or three minutes, I will have a couple of fun questions that I like to close out the episode with. So let's get started with episode number 60. So I'm very excited to welcome our guest today, who is Peter Hopwood to the show. First of all, hello, Peter. Great to have you on the show. And how's it going? Yeah, really good. Really good. And I'm excited to be on uh, on this podcast with you and uh, jumping into a, a good conversation. Yeah, good to hear. So could you quickly introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Absolutely. So my name uh, is Peter Hopwood and simply I help people and professionals and teams to share their stories better. So I'm a, a spe- executive speaker coach, TEDx coach, pitch coach, uh, and I help, uh, as I say, professionals to share their messages better, to to have more clarity, have more confidence. And at the end of the day, the listeners who are listening to them to, to really get that impact from what they're saying. So, uh, so yeah, helping people stand on stage or get their messages across better on screen. Yeah, thanks for the intro. So this episode is going to be about making an impact when you're on camera um, and all about virtual presentations and speaking and things like that. I've seen a huge increase in online events over the last nine months for obvious reasons whether that's webinars, virtual conferences, live videos, or even podcast shows that have switched on video, and they are now sharing episodes through YouTube and LinkedIn. I've also spoken to a few marketers recently that are prioritizing webinars and their video strategy in 2021. So I think this episode comes at a great time. Peter is going to be sharing some insights on how we can improve the delivery of our on-camera videos and events and really show ourselves as thought leaders in the market. So stay tuned and we'll get started. I have a lot of cool and interesting questions that I'm going to be asking to Peter. So I have a few interesting questions that I'm going to start with Peter and then we'll sort of see where this goes. I think there's definitely a skill to creating an engaging on-camera video that is somewhat different to being in person with a crowd. So how would you summarize those differences and what can listeners do to adjust and plan those virtual speeches or presentations in the near future? So if, for example, when you're looking at um, you're looking at somebody presenting, somebody's um, talking on a, on a Zoom call, what we see is slightly different from what we see in person because we can see their body language. We can see their from top to toe. Usually we can see we can feel how they're breathing. We can understand them. We, we have kind of a lot, a lot more signals. But on a Zoom call, let's say, we have a lot less. We have more vocal. We have more of a understanding through the voice. Okay. But our gestures, we don't, we don't show as many gestures. So the idea is thinking about how you show up in terms of your body, in terms of what people see. Now, this is very different from standing on a stage because this is more intimate, isn't it? It's a lot more intimate because 
this screen, when I get closer to the screen now, people uh, listening to this, they can't see this, but I'm, I'm getting slightly closer to the screen. So people can see your face, they can see micro expressions, they can really see on your face how you're feeling, which is a good thing, because we want people to feel to get that emotion from what we're sharing. But they can't really see our body much, which is a disadvantage. So the more people see our, our, our whole body, the more these kind of, as we know, open gestures, let's say, People can see your, your arms moving, the, the, the gestures from your, from your arms and your hands. These are, these are good things. So somehow on screen, you need to show this, all right? So showing your hands, showing your, when you're speaking, you're, you're gesturing. And the thing is on screen, you can actually bring them up slightly up to roughly your shoulder level. And that is acceptable. That actually looks good. That actually works well on a screen. In person, it wouldn't. It would just it would just give more signals of somebody who's excited, somebody who is has a higher level of, of energy, which sometimes is is the right energy for the right message. But on screen, don't be afraid to actually bring up your hand slightly up to just just where your shoulder level is, slightly lower than your shoulder level, let's say. And then people can see your hands. And then when the people see your hands, you gesture better. And when you gesture better, your voice sounds better as well. It's a, it's a straight, strange thing, crazy thing, but it's very, very true. The more you gesture with the things that you're saying on the words and keywords, let's say, that you're sharing, it sounds better through your voice. The intonation is stronger. It seems to be a lot more connection with that as well. Another thing as well, remember on when we're on a stage when we're in front of a crowd we can we can keep talking and people will be looking because they've got again they've got different cues they've got the visual cues they've got the vocal cues they're looking at what you're wearing the, the whole thing online you've just got this square box and you've got less cues so being concise with the things that you're sharing really does help so how do you do that so before you begin Really think to yourself, you know, what is, what am I going to say? What are my points that I want to share? You know, what is the, the, the real purpose and the aim of this? What do I want my people listening to me? What do I want them to feel? What do I want them to do? How do I want them to think differently, perhaps? So just a little bit of time, a couple of minutes, okay, well before or even just before you, um, you hit, the, hit the button for the, for the Zoom call or whatever call it is or presentation. Just think about, you know, be clear, have, have in your mind a kind of, kind of bullet points of what you're sharing. Try to be as concise as you can, yeah? Because again, the attention span is a lot, a hell of a lot shorter online. And that goes back to all the different distractions and the competition we're all fighting against to get people to listen to us. Right now, again, this podcast, nobody needs to listen to this. We're asking people... 20, it's only 20 minutes, but we're asking people 20 minutes of their time. And that's, a, that's valuable. It's really valuable to, to everybody. People have got different things. Most people are at home. And when they're at home, they've got so many more different distractions going on while they're, let's say, working or while they're doing a call than anywhere else. So yeah, being concise, having bullet points in your head, knowing what, what the value is you're going to share and how you want how you want it to kind of unfold will reduce the waffle, let's say, and it will help you be more clearer and concise. And people will appreciate that because they're, they're there that, you know, they don't want to waste their time. They want to get value from the time they're with you online.
Yeah, that was a nice and long answer. You shared some really great tips with us. I was actually on a few podcast shows at the end of last year and they had video turned on and I feel like I was a little bit out of my comfort zone. And I think one of the reasons why is because I felt super close to the camera, which you mentioned. So I think if I had positioned my chair further back, then that might have helped and I could have made more hand gestures and had a bit of more of a balance and feel like I wasn't being sort of stared at. Absolutely. And 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 again, the, the, so what people see is really important, but I've always said it and I, I'll, I'll stand true to this. I'll always stand true to this. The biggest influencer when somebody is listening to you, whether it's online or whether it's in person, is actually your voice, is how you sound. So the sounds, all these sounds that we're hearing from from people. Anyway, if you just think about sound in general, it's a connector. It, it, it stirs up emotions. So whatever, when we listen to music, whatever music it is, it stirs up something in us. It may be calm. It may be exciting. It may be, it might remind us of when we were 10 years old and when we were at school, it might be remind us of when we were in a, a, a teenager doing certain things that we enjoyed in our lives, or it might be something that reminds us of, of something that, you know, wasn't, wasn't great. So, so sounds stir up emotions. And so sounds with our voice will stir up engagement and it will help people connect with you better. Anything that people hear that is the same, people get, they start to get bored of. Our brains are wired in a way that we need to, we're attracted to new things, anything novel, anything that's different, we want, we're kind of like intrigued. So for example, if let's say um, my voice, I just kept at a tone like this, throughout the, this conversation and I just kept talking like this very quite quickly after 30 seconds I'm sure people will just turn off well if it was the other way around let's say it was really exciting and everything I said was like this and and I'm really trying to put as much energy as I could into this into this uh, conversation really sharing as much energy as, uh, as possible again people will get used to that level even though it's energetic and turn off, start to turn off because it's the same thing. We need, it's almost like we need something unpredictable to happen. We need to be kept on our toes, as it were, during a talk, during a presentation, during something online, during even just a, a, a web call. You know, we, we, need, we need to keep that going. Again, it all goes back down to that engagement level. Our attention spans are shorter and we need something to keep us moving forward. So, and you can do that with your voice. So how do you do that? Again, being more aware of how you sound. So listening back to, to the things you're sharing. Liam, I don't know how, how do you, you, I'm sure you do listen back to your, to these podcasts because you have to edit them, don't you? So, um, but I'm, in, I'm intrigued actually. So, so how long have you been doing the podcast? So this episode is going to be number 60 and we started in April 2019, so quite a while ago now, but I've definitely learned a lot over that period. 60 of these and I'm sure from the beginning, from number one, podcast number one to number 60 around, there's been progress and being I'm intrigued to know, you know, how have you kind of developed in terms of your voice now that I ask you uh, in terms of the podcast? I think it's funny because before my role here at Reach, I worked in customer service and our managers used to make you listen back to your phone calls for quality monitoring. And I used to make up a bunch of excuses because I just hated listening to my voice back. So I would do anything I could to really avoid those reviews and to check how I was doing. So fast forward to me joining Reach. I really wasn't keen on the idea of starting a podcast when we first talked about it. 
And I haven't really listened back to those first 10 or 15 episodes in a while now, but I remember being quite nervous and feeling like I was rushing through them. So instead of slowing down and taking pauses, I would try to get through my sections as quickly as possible so that it was my guest turn to speak and that I didn't have to do any speaking. And I'm pretty sure there was lots of ums and ahs too, and it was pretty flat in terms of my voice and my pitch in there. But the interesting thing is that those episodes are still up. I haven't edited them. I've left them as they are. So you could quite easily scroll back to episode one where I chatted with Liam Smith from the Yorkshire Wildlife Park. And you'll notice a huge difference in production quality and the way I interview, the way I speak to guests. I think we recorded in our office in the kitchen right next to the fridge. So you can sort of hear the background uh, noise and the buzz there too. Yeah. So, so as I say, you know, the, the, our voice, um, if we if we take care of it and we show a little bit of um, self-awareness regarding it, trying to f- figure out how we can make it better and, and it's okay to slow down. So slowing down is, again, one of the biggest things. One of the first things I work on, we work on in terms of the clients that I work with when people are sharing their presentations or, you know, working out how they're going to deliver what they have. Slowing down is is a really, really good thing because it does so many things. It helps your audience to really digest the chunks of information. It helps you kind of calm down as well. And your breathing is a lot softer and helps you think of what's coming next as well. Uh, and also, you know, I, I, I've, uh, interestingly, um, the other day, listened to another podcast on, on this topic, in fact, virtual meetings and, and voice and, and sharing messages. I was quite intrigued that there are quite a lot of podcast hosts that when they get down to their editing with the different guests they have, and because of the anxiety that not everybody has, but some guests have, they tend to speak quicker, which means they deliberately put in pauses and they're deliberately putting in just, just you know, half a second, one second pause here and there just so that it really, again, gives benefit to the audience, to the people listening. Because this podcast, again, this podcast right now, people listening to this, they don't have any other cues, any other signals, or any other data than the voice, the voice and the content we're sharing. So making that, you know, editing that and putting it in a, in a, in a nice package, which gives time for people to think and digest these clear and important messages after something really, really important, putting in a pause. If the if the speaker hasn't done that, the, the podcast host does it to really give that sense of the pause so that we can really digest and understand and and be ready to take in the next message. Yeah, that's really interesting that you mentioned podcast editing too. The cool thing about anything which isn't live, whether you're podcasting, doing a vlog or something else is that you can make edits. So sometimes I'll break up sections with a pause, or if a guest opens up their response with a really loud word, then I'll reduce the amplification and make it a bit softer. So let's close out the main section by focusing on delivery. Hypothetically, maybe someone listening is thinking about an upcoming webinar or an interview or a scenario where they're going to be on camera. What are a few things that they could do to make that experience better, whether that's beforehand or during the event? Yeah, sure. Um, And there are, you know, there's quite a few things. I can't pack them all in right now because we don't have too much time, but just to go through a, you know, a handful very, very quickly. So again, remember your mindset, how you're thinking, how you're feeling about the whole thing will come across. It comes across in what you look like, in your expressions, and it comes across in your voice. So before you even begin, you really need to, to get in the right frame of mind, understand you know, what is the purpose of this? What do you want to achieve? 
what do you want the other person to how do you want the other person to perceive you how do you want your listeners to to think of you think about those things and you will just by saying those words or, or, or ideas in your head that will conjure up those feelings and already you will start to feel better all right another thing as well remember looking into the camera is so so important because when we're not looking at the camera that connection goes all right and i know it's really really tough to do that because you know instinctively as humans we want to kind of like whatever on the screen if we're talking to someone we want to kind of look down slightly at that person like i am right now you can nobody can see this but right now i'm looking at liam on my screen but when liam looks at me he sees me looking down so it's it's really you know instinctively we don't want to do that have the camera level at, at eye level as well so it's so it's not at an angle so you're not looking at people's nostrils they're not looking up yours think about your background make it simple don't make it a just distraction if if you've got for example a bookshelf or whatever it is behind that's good that can be good as long as it's not a continual distraction because you want people to look at you to listen to you nothing else uh, and finally again just think about you know think about the interaction if it's a webinar if it's a presentation it doesn't have to be just you talking to people you can't see through a camera make this as interactive as possible people want actually to to interact and get engaged so use the chat uh, option get asked questions ask people where they are how they're feeling you know one thing if there's is there one thing today that you've really enjoyed you know what has made you smile today five four three two one everybody pop that into the chat right now and then everybody else then can see you know what other people are thinking what other people are feeling one thing i really love to do on on presentations and webinars is is again this interaction for example you know right now before we begin I'll give you 60 seconds, grab the best book on your bookshelf or the, the best business book you've read in the last 12 months. Go for it. 60 seconds. They all run off. They bring the book and then they actually show the book online to the camera. And it's great because then everybody can see what everybody else has got because they're all intrigued. And then maybe ask a few people to share a few things. And then that can, the whole connection of the people that are there, not just you sharing messages, is a lot stronger. So think a little bit, as we say, outside of the box and bring something inside the box, if that makes sense. Yeah, some really helpful things there that you shared, which should hopefully allow our listeners to make their virtual events more engaging and also have a bit more confidence when they're speaking on video. I could be wrong, but I think sites like Webinar Geek also allow you to insert dynamic content into your webinars now. So you can actually ask questions or run polls and people can vote or insert their comments, which gets them involved, but it also requires them to listen and stay engaged. So you could do something like a prize giveaway or something like that for the person with the most correct answers. So we're going to wrap up the main section of the episode right here. So we'll be closing out the episode with two very quick questions that I'll be asking to Peter, which focus on his career and some fun stories. So stay tuned. So for the final few minutes of the episode, I'm going to be asking two quick questions to Peter. The first question that I would like to ask you is, do you have a fun or memorable story that stands out from your career? It could be something funny, cringeworthy, inspirational, or something that just really stands out when you look back. 
Well, I'll tell you something. I, I think back to this and uh, it made other people laugh. And uh, I, I wasn't laughing at the time, but I look back and, uh, and it's actually very, very funny. So, um, you know, if you think about the things as a presenter, uh, a live presenter, uh, an MC, or, or you're, you know, giving a keynote speech or talk, some of the things that you really, really, you know, that wouldn't go down well. And I'm sure on the list there is, um, you know, if you fall off the stage, I've done that I, f- I fell off the stage very early in my career um sharing a keynote and um going a little bit too far at the back of the stage and i didn't realize right at the back there's like a gap between the stage and the wall i'm like sharing uh, pointing towards the large uh, lead screen above me behind me and then i sort of pull my arm back and then my leg goes back i i think there's a stage and there isn't and i and i fall through that hole uh, i could hear the <gasps> from the audience and a little bit of a, a few sniggers as well. And I just got back up and made a joke about it and carried on. And uh, it's quite funny. It is actually quite funny. But at the end of the day, when, when these things happen, because they happen sometimes, what do you do next? That's the key thing. I made a joke of it. It was quite funny. Brush myself off, um, take a few deep breaths and then carried on. And because I've done it, it I've kind of learned from it and I will never fall off a stage again hopefully (laughs) that's funny thank you for sharing that one with us but i'm glad you were able to get back up and carry on i think it's easy for accidents to happen online too for example if you forget to mute yourself or if you have an unexpected visitor on your video like a child or a pet then the best thing to do is laugh it off and own up to it and i think your audience will be um, forgiving so my final question is usually when I ask guests to share their favorite marketing resource to close out. On this occasion, I noticed that when I was preparing for our recording, that you are going to be speaking at a really big online event in April, which is called Present to Succeed. And I saw that some of the biggest speaking and body language coaches in the world are going to be there. So I was wondering if you could tell us more about that and how it could help our listeners if they're looking for more inspiration and, and advice on delivering speeches. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited. This year in April, we've uh, there's an enormous, massive conference all about um, storytelling, all about um, public speaking, all about presenting, all about ideas on how you can create better slides, how to deliver those th- those slides. The event organisers have managed to really pull together, you know, thirty plus of the some of the world's you know biggest names in in body language, in presenting, in public speaking. Um, I'm glad to be on that list and and uh, sharing this the online stage with with so many uh, great names as well. Um, there's uh, a chap called Mark Bowden. Some of you will already know him, uh, one of the top, well, regarded as the top uh, body language expert uh, on the planet. Uh, another chap called Chase Hughes, uh, you know, military FBI interrogation. Again, body language expert sharing his thoughts and ideas. It's in April. Go to the website, Present to Succeed. And also, if you're interested, you can uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. And uh, I've actually got a promo code as well. So you get even 20% cheaper as well if you're interested in that. Awesome. Well, it sounds really exciting. And I'm sure there's going to be lots of value to everyone that attends. We're going to close out the episode right here. So thanks for being an awesome guest again, Peter, and sharing some really cool insights with us. Thanks for um, for inviting me. Uh, it's been great to talk about something that, that I love to do. Yeah, not a problem. Really enjoyed chatting with you, asking you some questions, and thank you for giving up your time to be with us. Thanks also to everyone that listened to the episode. We'll be back with another interesting conversation next Wednesday on the 27th of January. So we'll see you then.